John 3.16, that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, where we're Lamb, Lion, Ministry. And we thank you for being part of today's program. We have a great program prepared for you today as we continue in the amazing book of Ezekiel with a message titled, Valley of Bones. For those who follow us on social media, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family so they can follow along with us as well. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word. As we get deeper and deeper in Ezekiel, Lord, may you open up your revelations to us that we may understand what you would want us to know about the future, your goals, your objectives, and who you deserve all the glory. We thank you, Lord, for this time together in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuned into a Truth to Set Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Again, the topic for today's Valley of Bones. But before we continue, I want to welcome my co-host of the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, hey, it's great brother. to have you on. Hey, yeah, it's always good to be on with you. Uh, welcome, folks. We're so glad you could join us on the Truth to Set You Free. Oh, what what exciting times we're living in, Nathan. Just a lot of wonderful things that God is doing. Um, but Nathan, for someone who's new to our program and maybe they're not aware how to get a hold of our resources and what we do, would you be able to share with them briefly? Yeah, yeah. We always like to let folks know uh, what podcast you're listening to. And uh, The Truth Will Set You Free is the podcast, outre podcast outreach of Lamb and Lion Ministries. Uh, we're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry and our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. Uh, we do that in a number of different ways. Most people recognize us from our television program called Christ in Prophecy, which is now airing in its 21st season, and it's on the major Christian networks, and of course his channel, and our own Christ in Prophecy YouTube channel. Uh, but I encourage folks to check us out through our website, which is ChristinProphecy.org. There we have a wealth of information to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And uh, like us, be excited about Jesus' soon and triumphant return. That's our passion, and that's what we share. And so check us out, ChristinProphecy.org. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much, Nate, for sharing that information. Yes, we would love for you to take advantage of those resources so that you can grow in your relationship with the Lord. But Nathan, not only that, but there's also opportunities from time to time for us to be able to share uh, in different uh, uh, platforms. I know you guys got invited out to also share a few programs on radio. And that's also exciting, right, Nathan, to be able to get um, the word out in those other platforms. Oh, absolutely. I mean, not only do, do our evangelists travel all over the country, if not the world sometimes, to preach and teach uh, about the Lord's soon return, but we have a number of, of course, media platforms. We're a media ministry, and so you can find uh, the Truth Will Set You Free podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, our own RSS feed, our website, ChristinProphets.org, has a podcast for many years, going all the way back to 2010, when Vic and I uh, started this. And uh, so folks can check us out on all those platforms. And you can also download our Lamb Lion app. And our app is on all the major platforms as well. So check it out. We'd uh, love to have you come beside us and, and share our excitement in Jesus Christ's return. Oh, Nathan, I'm glad you shared that regarding platform. There are so many amazing platforms in social media, YouTube, or Facebook. So it's just wonderful the way that people today can use technology to grow in their relationship with the Lord. So we're going to encourage everyone to make uh, 
uh, make your way over to the website and check out those platforms. Nathan, now you and I have been engaged in an amazing book, which is so relevant to what's happening in the world today. And that is the book of Ezekiel. And you and I have been spending quite a bit of time in there and we've made it past those uh, chapters that were a little bit uh, of a challenge for people that had to do how God was going to be dealing uh, with the nation of Israel because of their disobedience. But then we got into another portion of scripture that had to do with the regathering of God's people as we were looking at chapter 37, where God had made them a promise of what his plan was for them in the future. And this is while they were still in captivity uh, there in uh, in the book of Ezekiel. So Nate, maybe someone didn't catch some of our previous programs. Might you be able to give them a quick glimpse of uh, some of the things that we talked about? Well, uh, the book of Ezekiel takes place at one of the darkest times in Israel's history. For hundreds of years, they have uh, had evil kings and evil people. They, they Instead of being godly people that pointed the the surrounding nations to, to Yahweh God, they became like the pagan nations and and really it besmirched God's name and it <clears throat> it ended up repelling people instead of attracting them to God. And God's now ready to sanctify his name. So he is going to show a miracle to the world. He is going to send the Jewish people into exile, not once, but twice as the prophet Isaiah previously prophesied. And that by going into exile, it would purge a remnant of the Jewish people from their idolatry and their wickedness, and a believing remnant would come back and settle the land. Now, of course, the believing remnant did come back in the early 500s BC, uh, but eventually subsequent generations got apathetic with the relationship with the Lord until you get to Malachi about 400 BC, and the people just don't want really anything to do with God anymore. So it says, all right, for 400 years, I'm not going to talk to you until the prophet comes, the one, the forerunner, the Messiah, and that was John the Baptist, Jesus said. Jesus came, but the people rejected him. So in 70 AD, the Romans came, destroyed Jerusalem, and they dispersed the Jewish people out into the world. It's called the diaspora. And as the Jewish people went out around the world, uh, they would be always a, a memory, a reminder of what they gave up. And But the Lord had promised that he would regather them a second time and bring them back to the land. And there he would establish them. They would go through a great trial and then finally, they would accept his Messiah, his son, as Savior, and a believing remnant again would become a priestly people during the Messiah's kingdom. So we're at a really pivotal part here in the book of Ezekiel, because chapter 36 and 37 is a prophecy about the return of the Jewish people a second time to come back and resettle the land and become a nation once more. And this is a prophecy about what's going on today. Nathan, and this is why this is so exciting, because I believe that you and I have actually come to this place of teaching through these chapters because they're going to be so relevant, especially for what's happening uh, in today's time. People will be able to relate so much more with these prophecies because these will no longer just be ancient prophecies from 2,600 years ago. Individuals will be able to see for themselves a Bible prophecy is being fulfilled right before their eyes. Nathan, in chapter uh, 36 of Ezekiel, verses 27 through 31, there's a small reminder there that God wanted to remind his people that I think is relevant for today. But, but, but the Lord says to Ezekiel, I will put my spirit 
within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. You shall be my people and I will be your God. I will deliver you from all the uncleanliness. I will call for the grain and multiply it and bring no famine upon you. And I will multiply the fruit of your trees and the increase of your field so that you never need again to bear the reproach of famine among the nations. And then he goes on to say in Ezekiel 36, verse 31, then you will remember your evil ways and your deeds that were not good. And you will loathe yourselves in your own sight for your iniquities and your abominations. So Nathan, God is a just God. And he also describes to them, you know, why these things had to happen, why the discipline had to take place and why they were, they had to be scattered. And I think the lesson, right, Nathan, that you and I have oftentimes spoken about that is very applicable to us, we, in a sense, as individuals, oftentimes stray from what we know we should be doing that God has called us to do. But our God is a loving God, and he will use discipline. He will use certain actions to draw us back to himself. Absolutely. The Lord always wants reconciliation with his people. He wants a loving relationship. He wants to... Like that Adam and Eve walked and talked and had fellowship with God in the Garden of Eden. All of human history is to get us back to that point again where a believing remnant who chooses to live with God forever in heaven, walk and talk and have fellowship with our Savior. And that's why it's so important in verse 38 where the Lord says, Then they shall know that I am the Lord. So the Lord is doing this. He's going to regather the Jewish people and restore them to their own country, their own people, their own language, their own society again, and then event give them his spirit and heart so they become a godly, priestly people like they're always meant to be. And the Lord said, then the world will know that I am the Lord, that everyone will know that this is the miracle that God has, has put out there. He said, someday I'm going to bring back from the dead a country which was destroyed thousands of years ago. And when I do it, you know that there is a God up in heaven. And so the regathering of the Jewish people in our day is a prophecy meant to, to reconcile part one with the Lord, but so that we acknowledge that he is God and he is Savior and turn to him. Oh, praise the Lord. I love that. Again, for those of you that just tuned into the program, you tuned into a truth of Bible prophecy edition, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as you're looking at the book of Ezekiel with a message titled Valley of Bones. Nathan, speaking of which, we get into chapter 37, just exactly like you described for us, so the people will know who God is, that God is able to do even the impossible. So as we dive into chapter 37, verses 1 through 6, Nate, would you be able to read verses 1 through 3 for us, and I'll read verses 4 through 6, in case someone doesn't have a Bible? Yes. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, Well, Lord God, you know. In verse 4, again he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. Verse 6, I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know 
that I am the Lord. Nathan, what an amazing passage. As we look here, I, I mean, verse three is amazing. It's almost like a question there where he says, only you know, God, the question that you're asking me. And, and Nathan, this is a passage that is one that really challenges people when they read chapter 37. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's fascinating because here the Lord is showing Ezekiel this imagery of a valley. In other words, it's, it's, an, it's barren. It's, it's ways. You can tell there used to be life there. There used to be civilization. Uh, it was bountiful at one time, but it's this vast, empty, dead valley, and it's filled with bones. And it's not just any kind of bones. It says they're very dry. In other words, they've been dead and dry a long time. This isn't something new. This is something old. And, and so it's like going into a battle scene where <clears throat> a war was fought, <clears throat> excuse me, hundreds of years ago. And uh, and there's uh, like going to, uh, I don't know, let's say Gettysburg. You, you dig up some of the bones that found in Gettysburg. You know, they're dry, they're dead. It's been a little, well, this is even farther back. And the Lord sees these, shows Ezekiel these bones and, and he asks him a question. You're right. It's, and it, it's funny, Ezekiel gives always the right answer. Oh, Lord God, you know, like, <laughs> I'm not even trying to guess what you're showing me. And then all of a sudden, it must have shocked Ezekiel to see this vision. The bones get up like some kind of zombie thing. And they all go back together. And all the sinew and the bone, the blood and the, the skin and the flesh all come back on these bones. And it becomes uh, a human again. They're all, all these people come back to life. That must have been very shocking for Ezekiel to see. Nathan, and of course, it's really all the details that here. I love one of the uh, Bible Prophecy Insights videos that you did. Uh, uh, where it just uh, describes and shows this event beautifully in how you have these sort of cemetery filled with bones, a valley, and suddenly they come together. And they begin, they begin to look like something. And that Prophecy Insight video, I've used it in some conferences when I go out speaking. And it really ministers to people when they can put that visual together. Yeah, it also helps to have an award-winning animator who <laughs> did the computer animation for it. Uh, uh, Genesis Paradise Lost, Ralph Stream, uh, was, uh, we contracted with him and he designed based on some of the actual templates that he used in Par Genesis Paradise Lost. And so with the, the valley of dry human bones, the, the bones coming to life again, he animated that. And you could also see it's the same animation that he then did and made better for Adam becoming a person. So the visual is, was really stunning and really there. And uh, it, it just was, yeah, I've used it a lot of times too to show people that, that this is a prophecy. Now bear in mind that, Ezekiel's not really seeing a valley of, of, of bodies. I mean, the Bible's not prophesying a zombie apocalypse, so to speak. <laughs> you know, it's an image. It, it represents something. But it, the Lord is, is so, you know, he's the expert at parables and stories and imagery to help our small human minds understand something that's so much bigger. So what we're seeing here is the return, the rise of a nation back from the dead. And and we'll add more, more to it as we read on. 
Nathan, and that's exactly, you know, I, I'm still fascinated because verse three is that question that, that was asked of him. And he says to me, son of man, can these bones live? So I answer, oh, Lord God, uh, you know. In other words, there are sometimes situations that seem impossible to man, but they are not impossible for God. And here, Ezekiel obviously was looking at a situation that just seemed impossible. Dry bones have been so dry for hundreds of thousands of years. And I'm asking, these bones come alive? Nathan, it reminds me of Abram and Sarah when they couldn't have children in the book of Genesis chapter 18, verses 11 through 15. And the Bible says that there were these two angelic beings that, uh, that appeared to them. And uh, they were messengers and uh, they were coming, you know, sort of to inform them uh, that they were going to uh, have a child. And I'll just read this for you, Nathan, because it, 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 it's not humorous, but it goes to show that nothing is impossible for God. In Genesis 18, verses 11 through 15, it says, Now Abram and Sarah were old and well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being so old? And the Lord said to Abram, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, no, but you did laugh. And isn't that sort of like the case here, Nathan, with, with these dead bones and Ezekiel? That question is like, Lord, only you know. And God is the God of doing the impossible. Yeah, who knows? Maybe Ezekiel had remembered this story and he didn't want to fall into the Because <laughs> we noticed that not only was it angels that had approached Abraham and Sarah, but uh there's a definite uh, angel of the Lord presence here. This is a pre-incarnate Jesus Christ. The, the deference is towards God himself. So we have Jesus and the angels there to tell them. And this is an important prophecy because through Abraham, then Isaac, and then Jacob, his chosen people would come. So the Lord shows up for this very important announcement. Well, same thing here. We've got the Lord with Ezekiel here in 37. who has got this very important announcement for for the purposes of, of his name, of, of presenting his name to the world, of presenting this great miracle, he has gone through Ezekiel to tell us that he is going to bring back the nation of Israel. So exciting reading, brother. Nathan, not only that, but then I love the details how God here begins to describe in Ezekiel 37 verses 1 through 6, the process as to how he is going to do it. It kind of reminds me also, Nathan, back in the book of Genesis, when God created all things and he created men. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, and it reminds me here also uh, Ezekiel 37, 6, where it talks about that, that, that breath of life. Would you happen to be able to read, Nathan, for us Genesis 2, verse 7, in case someone doesn't have a Bible? Yes. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into him's nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. Isn't that cool? And, and it just reminds me because here in Ezekiel 37, 6, again, it says, I will put sinews in you and bring flesh upon and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. 
Then you shall know that I am the Lord. In other words, Nathan, nothing is impossible for God. God can breathe life even into the most dead things according to what people think, you know? Yeah, and it, it, we, you got a great example here. A good reference, Vic, is showing us that not only did God create man, and what did he do? He, he took the dust, he formed it, he gave it the breath of life. In other words, he gave us our souls, and there we are. We got humanity, and we can procreate and make more little humans. Uh, but the Lord can also recreate. He can take what's dead and bring that back to life. And that is a wonderful example of the resurrection, because we know the Lord says that those who are dead in Christ will one day be resurrected and raptured up to heaven to be with the Lord. And then after a seven-year tribulation time period, the Bible says the Lord will resurrect those who have died in him from the Old Testament, and then those who died during that tribulation time period, we call them the tribulation saints, and they will be resurrected, and we all will rule and reign with Jesus Christ for a thousand years. At the end of those thousand years, he will resurrect those who died in rebellion against him. It's called the Great White Throne Judgment. And all those who died will be, just like we read here, you know, put back together again, atom by atom, and their spirits are will be removed from their intermediate bodies, and they will be, you know, put together into their 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 bodies there, and the Lord will judge them. And because they're missing the only work that matters, the work of Jesus Christ on the cross, they've rejected it. They will be sentenced to destruction and hell. And so it's fascinating to see here that the Lord is a creator, but he's also a recreator. And there's a spiritual element of this, right, Vic? Because not only can the Lord take a being who's alive, but spiritually dead and make us spiritually alive when we put our faith and trust in him and so we're saved. Yeah. Oh, Nathan, what an excellent point you just made. And I believe that right now you're probably speaking to someone who maybe feels dead and dry in their relationship with God. Maybe they've strayed away from the Lord and they've dried up. Maybe they stopped fellowshipping, going to church, hanging around with Christian brothers and sisters, and they find themselves in this valley of dry bones. Their relationship with God has dried up. But there is hope, right, Nathan? Much like God can breathe his breath into these dead bones, he can also do it into man's relationship with him if people will simply be willing to return back to God and allow his Holy Spirit to breathe into them. And you and I, Nathan, know so many people like that, that they've strayed, they're dried up, but God is not done with them. God has not given it up on them, right? Not at all. Not at all. Again, that's what all of human human creation is. It's to get us back into a right relationship with the Lord. And the Lord, to, to make that happen, to pay for our sins, he gave his one and only perfect son up to die on the cross uh, as a punishment for our sins. Jesus took our sins upon himself on the cross and then his time when he went and descended into Hades and suffered on our behalf. And so when we put our faith and trust in Christ and accept him as Savior, the the punishment, the just punishment for our rebellion against God moves off of us. It's, in other words, it's commuted and given to Jesus Christ, who already paid for it on the cross. So that makes we're forgiven. That makes us able to stand before the Lord as holy and pure before him. And it's what gives us life. That's what we are, folks, walking dead people. We were born but spiritually, we're dead inside. We've, we've been it because we're in rebellion against God. It's in our nature. And by 
by only by the Lord's sacrifice on the cross and our faith and trust in him are is that then sin nature temporarily removed i mean it's still there while we're in our earthly bodies but once we get those glorified resurrected bodies and the old earthly bodies are no more brother that's the end of the sin nature we are then holy and pure before god forever and ever and we are new beings think of this stage as like the chrysalis stage before the butterfly comes out you know we think of our human this is it but we are like creatures who have stages and this stage that we're in, this this life earthly stage, is a chrysalis. It's getting old. It's going to crack. It's going to die. But what is truly inside us, the eternal being that the Lord always meant for us to be, will one day be taken out, and that'll happen at the resurrection. Nathan, that is fantastic. And, and that is the hope that we have in Christ. That is the hope that we have in Jesus. That is the hope that is being offered here to Ezekiel for the future of his people. I mean, Nathan, we have to be honest, we have to face the reality. When you look at the Jewish people today, when you look at the uh, Israel, I mean, they might look like they're alive, but they are kind of walking dead spiritually, right, Nathan? You and I have visited Israel. We've seen the uh, spiritual dynamic there right now. And there's a lot of people that look like they're alive, but they're kind of like the walking dead. And they, they do need the spirit of God breathed back in them to bring them alive. Well said. Yes, that, that's the one caveat of this prophecy. We will get into chapters 38 and 39 eventually, Lord willing. Those will give, what happens in those chapters gives those dry bones that become human, the, the soul that uh, is, reaches out and loves their Messiah. So right now, what this prophecy is, it's a prophecy about the restoration of the Jewish people as a nation again. Folks, that happened in May of 1948, almost 2,000 years has the nation of Israel been gone, and then the Lord brought it back. No nation in history has ever come back from the dead. The Incans, the Mayans, the Aztecs, the Hittites, none of these ancient civilizations will ever come back from the dead, but the nation of the Bible did, and that should tell us, yes, there is a God, and yes, Jesus Christ is coming soon, because the prophecies concerning Christ's return swirl around this prophecy of the restoration of the Jewish people. That is fantastic. And again, we, we just want to encourage those of you that are part of this program. Maybe you just tuned in, you tuned into our Truth We Set Free Bible Prophecy Edition, Vic Batista and Nathan Jones, as we look at Ezekiel chapter 37 with a message called Valley of Bones. We just want to encourage you all to dive into the Word of God, see how God is still at work. His Holy Spirit is at work in the world and in your lives. And if for and for those of you that maybe have recognized that you are a bit dry in your relationship with God. Listen, he wants to renew you. He wants to restore you. And he wants to breathe life into you. But as Nathan mentioned, that starts with a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we want to give you an opportunity to allow God to breathe life back into you. And, and that starts by you opening up your heart and letting the Holy Spirit come in and do that work. So, Nate, as we do every week, maybe there's someone out there who really hasn't started that journey with God, but they do recognize that they have a need, that they are sort of like in a cemetery right now, but they want life. Would you be able to share with them, Nate, how they can start that relationship with the Lord even now, wherever they're at? Oh, absolutely. Well, like Vic said, uh, if you don't have Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are a walking dead man. 
there is no real life in you. You got your spirit, you got your soul, but but you're you're fallen. And when you die, you're destined to hell. But the Lord doesn't want that. He wants to populate heaven with people who want to be with him. We have free will. We can choose it. And he provides the way, as John 14, 6 says, the only way, and that's through his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus died on the cross for your sins so that he could beat death and take your punishment upon himself. <laughs> what an act of love. I mean, isn't that amazing? That the, God loves us so much that he's willing to give his only son for us so that when uh, we put our faith and trust in him and his salvation, our sins are forgiven. And then one day when we are resurrected, we will receive those eternal glorified bodies and we truly will be reborn again. You too can have that if you put your faith and trust in Jesus right now. Pray from your heart. Lord, Jesus, I, I know I'm a sinner. I've lived in rebellion against you. Please forgive me. I want you to be the Savior and Lord of my life. I love you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Nathan. Hey, and if you pray that prayer for the first time, we want you to know God just breathed life into you. And Nathan and I will want to say congratulations and celebrate with you coming to Jesus. And we would love to encourage you. Reach out to us. Let us know that you accepted the Lord. We would love to rejoice with you and give you a Bible and a Bible study guide. You can also call us or text us at 305-992-9537 or reach out to us at ChristinProphecy.org. And we would love to encourage you in your journey with the Lord. So we want to say congratulations and welcome to God's kingdom. And Nathan, that's why we do these programs, right? Is to allow people to, again, receive the breath of God into their lives. Yes, we want as many people as possible to be in heaven with us. So whoever uh, we can reach with the gospel message, that's where the gospel, good news, right? Good news. Praise the Lord. And of course, we talking about good news. Uh, uh, we ran out of time for this segment of the program, but the good <laughs> news is we will be back on our next program. So we ask you guys to stay tuned and thank you for your prayer and your support. Vic Batista, Nathan, Joe say goodbye, but the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. We hope you guys have a great week.